Welcome to the Herald Express Talker United Yellow Army podcast, brought to you weekly by Guy Henderson and Richard Hughes. We'll be talking about everything that you ever wanted to know about Talker United. Uh, you can find us in the Talker United channel on the Devon Live website, or you can subscribe to us on iTunes. Welcome to another Yellow Army podcast. We're in the Torquay studio. Sorry, the Babacombe studio. The Babacombe. This week. Ba- we're in the Babacombe end. We're in the Babacombe end <laughs> this week after another draw. Thanks, Julian and Alex. Three draws on the trot now. Uh-huh. Yeah. We're, um, we're heading for uh, a little bit of a run of draws. There's yeah. so much to pick up from they, that They got up that game. stat, didn't they, about the longest run of draws. And, and yeah. felt like tempting fate then, didn't it? Did just um, a little bit. But there we go, we're, we're another draw down. Many things to pick up from that game at Wealdstone on Saturday. Many things. It was quite a dramatic one for a one-all draw, wasn't it? It was, it yeah. was indeed. And Gary, certainly you have, you've had a chat with Gary. He's Long very one. interesting on the subject of the Wealdstone game. He was seething after the Wealdstone game. After the game, game he was yeah. unhappy, uh, he was. as I said in the paper. <laughs> Not happy. Um, that's an, under, an understatement of the year, I think. Um, his his and post-match interview was, was quite revealing. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he has to be careful. He can't um, diss referees too much. No. Uh, to youth, use youth speak, um, probably from about twenty years Actually, ago. They've probably, <laughs> they've probably moved on now. Yeah, I'm sorry. Now. Um, he was, he was, he was trying to hold his tongue, but um, you could see the the rage within. And um, I think I, I think he, he calmed down a little bit, but not that much by the time I spoke to him on Tuesday morning. Because it, on such things, whole seasons turn on decisions like the one in injury time at Wilson. Absolutely. I, we, we've picked up what, uh, three points from the last three games. Um, there have been incidents in all the games that have been slightly controversial and late goals missed in the last two and then a late goal ro- ruled out in this one. We could have won all three games. Easily. Yeah, so th- 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 these are the things that seasons swing on, aren't they? Shall we? Um, shall we have a listen to what Gary has to say and then um, then pick up some of his points? Absolutely. We'll see you on the other side of Gary Johnson. Hi, Gary. Thank you for joining us. Um, I guess refereeing decisions are a bone of contention at the moment. <laughs> yeah, it's an understatement, I yeah. suppose. Um, listen, people can make you know mistakes, and no referee means to make a mistake um, but when it's one that is sort of unjustified and, and somebody's guessed and guessed wrong um, because you know we, we, we've got footage that it definitely wasn't over the line yeah we, we got you know uh, opposition said it wasn't it definitely wasn't over the line and the lines was like 40 yards away yeah uh, and you know what it's like when a ball's not over the line until it's the whole ball including <laughs> the edges of it. Yeah. So, you know, from from where, where he was, he had the two posts in his way. Um, he had a, a goalkeeper, a defender, um, and as a, and it was a you know the lights ain't that great and the lines weren't that great on the on the pitch. So how he could judge it, I, well, I do not know. So that's that's why it's disappointing because we worked hard in that game and. Uh, a win would have made it, would have made our uh, play remembered for being good because there was a lot of good play, a lot of good play in our game. 
uh, we dictated the game, both halves actually. I know people get a bit disappointed if you join and, and they say, oh, you know, we let them back in the game, all that sort of stuff. Um, so I was pleased with the lads' performance other than creating three or four goals that our possession warranted. Um, but, uh, you know, we did enough to win the game um, and only uh, come back with a one point. But, uh, you know, we keep going, we've dusted ourselves down, we've all had a little grieving time, we've had a review <laughs> and uh, you know, we're back, back on it, ready for the next game. The, the frustrating thing about that, that goal, in inverted commas, is, is um, I was watching on, online like most talk, well, all talkie fans were, was the fact that it was actually a really well-worked goal, wasn't it? And it was exactly what you would have wanted for the players. It was, it was, and the whole game we were creating sort of opportunities without putting them away or without finding that last pass. But, but you know, that, that, the, that move was, was perfect in itself. And um, as I say, if, if uh, we've got our own footage of, uh, of the game, not the streaming yeah, side of it, yeah. which shows you um, a, a better picture of it, and, um, you know, it's, it, we, we've asked the authorities to have a look at it, come back to us, look at our footage and how can the linesman do that? And, but what happens, you know what I mean? I mean, Connor had a situation um, where uh, we had a penalty. I won't say what game, cause, but anyway, we, we had a penalty. We, we asked about it and they said, yeah, the referee made a mistake. So... Um, that was, uh, you know, that was another one that uh, uh, would have got us a, a draw, actually, uh, on, on that occasion. Yeah. But, you know, so, it's, but, so there's nothing that they're not going to take points or give you points. But um, you just hope that it helps the Referees Association um, help referees make more consistent and better decisions sometimes. When you when you go to talk about referees after games in sort of the heat of the moment, you've got to be careful, haven't you? You've got to be very careful, and, and you know, I mean, you've got to be careful because you're not going to gain anything anyway. Yeah. So what you have to do, you you have to say what you've seen and what you know in your opinion. Yeah. You know, um, you know, as I've said earlier in, in this interview. Um, you know, you can't say that uh, you know, the referee was useless or uh, the lines was, you know, that's too personal. You've just got to say, we believe he's made a mistake on that occasion. Yeah. And could he have a look at it uh, to help him for next time? And it might help someone else. <laughs> we, we probably won't, you know, get him again sort of thing. But, uh, yeah, you've got to be careful because, um, you know, A, my wife will get disappointed <laughs> because, <laughs> because you let you know, the... Uh, everything's going up at the minute, <laughs> all the prices. <laughs> yeah. um, which is, uh, and uh, my son will get disappointed because a bit of his inheritance will, will go away. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, listen, we we, we got to laugh about it, otherwise we're going mad. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so it's uh, something that happened. And he said, if you've had, like, well, I've had now, so, you know, some things are going to be like that on occasions. and. I've learned over the years to, you know, get over get over it after a certain amount of time. Yeah, absolutely. I've got to ask you the the Clyde Lollis question. He was on for I think about eleven minutes. Um, you didn't see the spirit that you wanted. Well, we we 
we've been working on him all week because Danny Wright hadn't been fit. Um, yeah. And he and he knew the pattern. He, he knew what we were needing to achieve as a as a striker because we knew that we didn't think that Danny would start actually at the time. So right. we worked with Claudie all week, and they just forgot the plan. Right. <laughs> um, you know, and, and if you forget the plan and you go out there and you're not sure what you're doing and you haven't thought about it, then you're going to lose the ball and we're going to lose the momentum. Um, and that was all it was, really. You know, was, we, we, we love him as a person. Um, but at that particular moment in time, we needed to take someone off to bring someone on. And, um, it, you know, he, uh, he was the one that was the least efficient during that time. And, and, and you, know, you, so, you do have to be ruthless at times, don't you? Yeah, I mean, listen, he, 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 of course he was disappointed and... I wouldn't do it to my worst enemy, sort of thing, you know. But yeah. we 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 had to get the momentum back, and we had to get people on there that knew what we were trying to achieve and seeing it through. Um, and and that's what we did. But I had a I had a chat with him uh, in training yesterday. We said, look, would it let us both calm down a little bit? Uh, we didn't have a row or anything. But he was disappointed. I apologise yeah. for his embarrassment, but not for taking him off because he, he didn't do the job. Yeah. Um, so, and I've, you know, I haven't done it many times in, in my career, but uh, it's something that uh, we made a decision, and you know we have to deal with it afterwards. And so I've dealt. You know, I've had a good chat with him. He understands. We watched the video together so that he knew exactly. You know, his ten minutes knew exactly what. He could have, you know, and, and what he could have done and what he didn't do. He agreed with that. Uh, he said he might have recovered <laughs> if we'd have kept him on. But yeah. at that stage, we we were trying to win the game. Yeah. Um, and uh, so we had to make that difficult decision and then deal with it. But we've dealt with it now. You know, we've, yeah, we've had a chat with him. And, yeah. um, he got his chance because he trained well. Um, so anyway, there's no animosity as in you know we're uh, we don't like him or anything like that yeah, he's, yeah. A, he's a great lad and he's, he's a good character in the group how, how is danny sorry how was danny right as in as in he you, know, you you took him off early you said that he would he might not have started is, is he going to be fit for, for saturday yeah it, it was basically a fitness thing he'd been right. ill for three yeah. days previous four days and been you know quite ill not covid it was like a, a fluey couple uh, thing so um it took a it took a bit out of him and uh, you know he's, he's had one thing after another recently yes, so yeah, yeah he probably wasn't as fit as he would have you know right. he, well we all would like him to be but um so but you've got to start him if he's if yeah. he's got like 45 minutes in him or an hour so yeah. i started him and uh, um that's, that's the decision we made. But he was struggling come the second half. We saw in the dressing room at half time that he was struggling. So we put him out there for five, ten minutes and then uh, brought Claddy on, as I say, that yeah. it worked with us all week to be uh, playing in that position. OK, looking forward, Gary Bromley. Um, very, very strong team. Say that again, Richard. Sorry, looking forward, Bromley are a very strong team. Yeah, they're a strong team. They've kept the, the, the same team for a little while now. They're very, they've been very consistent. I mean, they're on a, a little bit of a, uh, you know, not 
I think they what is it three games? I don't think they've won in a couple yeah. of draws and a defeat. I think um, two losses. Yeah, two losses. Um, so we've got to take them. Through. Well, listen, we take everybody serious anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we're at home. It is a big game. We need to recover. You know, uh, a couple of points because of the Wildstone game. Yeah. Um, and this is a great opportunity against the team uh, that's you know above us, but one that we've got to try and. Uh, bring back towards us or us get nearer them sort of thing you know because they're they're going to be uh, if you've got any aspirations then we need to they're one of our uh, playoff rivals yeah absolutely and you'll have you'll have a crowd behind you again just just briefly that was probably disappointing not having the the usual good support that you would get in London wasn't it yeah it's, it's always like a, you know it's not football is it but yeah. it's when there's no crowd, so you know I don't know whether you could hear me and Bouncy on the line, but you know, just a little bit, me. I think. I think I think the um, the commentators could, and they were they were they were mentioning a few things. Oh, were they? Oh well, you know we apologise if there was <laughs> any uh, any bad language or anything, but we you know we tried to create uh, an atmosphere from the from the line. We didn't sing no songs, but uh, <laughs> we certainly tried to encourage and cajole them and. Uh, whatever we needed to do to, yeah. to keep them going and to be fair they did you know well there you go we got it we got the winning goal <laughs> yeah absolutely uh, yeah. the supposed winning goal in the 90th minute or yeah. whatever it was you know so uh, and deserved it so but we didn't get it so you know let's not cry over it now yeah we, we, we move on okay Gary thank you very much for that and uh, have a good week in training alright cheers, cheers mate then. bye thanks cheers Richard so, Gary, plenty to say about the Wealdstone game, plenty. plenty to say about a certain substitution, yep. uh, and plenty to say about Bromley coming up. So yep. let's, um, let's talk about one of the two of those things ourselves. The Wealdstone live feed um, shouldn't really have been, should it? I mean, Wealdstone called that game off very late. They had to make safety um, changes. Could they have done that earlier? Could they have got that repair done in time for the game? Well, uh the story is that that, that they, a section of the perimeter fence was broken earlier on in the season, um, which they then kind of got fixed um, under the council saying, you know, if you don't get it fixed, we will stop fans coming into yeah. the ground or there will be sanctions. I don't know what, if, yeah. if that's what they particularly threatened. Um, but they, they, they dragged their feet and took their time over doing that. And then in the Wrexham game... Um, there was a, 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 a 95th minute 95th goal, minute Gary yeah. time Gary Gary time yeah um, and some fans fell through a bit of the fence and, and obviously that was a completely different part was it yeah oh I thought it was the same place no okay. well uh, yeah. oh no in that case perhaps I understand maybe Pretty maybe sure. yeah. I, I was presuming it was a different part to yeah. be honest with you and I thought that's what I got from the story so um, so the council basically Ask them to do it, ask them to do it, ask them to do it. And eventually, uh, the council said, well, if you're not going to do it, you, you can't have any fans on the ground. Well, that's, I can kind of see, see why. It's public safety, isn't it? Yeah. But it may, maybe, um, maybe it should have been done sooner. We lost there you go. a 12-man advantage. We in did. London, we always get very, very good support from uh, people who live in London, people who live within sort of a striking distance of London who can get there yeah. um, and, and the usual fans who travel wherever from Torquay from Devon um, so we lost that that kind of feel that you would you would get some kind of 
push from the fans mm. in a game like that when you when, yeah. when when you've just equalized and you and and you're looking for the the winner or even when you you one nil down i said it in the match report we miss the fans getting behind the team and reminding sure. them that they're there to to yeah. win the game um, not that they need reminding too much but but you know what i mean but i mean we took fair play in a way the the live stream was made available it was free it was on youtube it was pretty good quality yeah i i remember them being quite good quality last time um, the, the two commentators were, were, were jokey uh, one of the jokes was a bit weird um, I didn't know, like I'm it I'm not sure <laughs> I, had, I, I was actually trying to watch the, uh, the England Wales rugby at the same time right so okay was, yeah um, yeah well, I won't repeat what they said but it was it was a bit a, a bit a bit naughty um, but I don't think they even realised what they'd done so you know maybe that's that's that's, that's these times that we live in um, I you know they, they were they were fine um, it was it was a good the, the, I mean, the, the cameraman that they used there, I noticed last time, last time we, we watched a game from there. It's very good. So, you know, it was, it was good. It was good. So we, we went behind. We did. We pulled a well, goal. We, well, first of all, we dominated the first yes. half. Yeah. Um, yeah. And Connor should have put us one up with a, a one-on-one, which he just carried on running until the goalie got to his legs. <laughs> I don't know why he didn't shoot. I mean, you know, you, 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 you would suggest that he should have been dinking it over the top of the goalie as the goalie came down but yeah. you know I'm not Connor and I'm not easy, in that situation said than he's, done, a put, he's a better yeah. footballer than me you would have wanted to see that yeah. but yeah yes, I meant to say that of course yes Torquay were way on top in the first absolutely. half absolutely absolutely. probably should have been a couple of goals in front by half time as I, I imagine they were um, they were informed in the yeah, dressing room absolutely. Uh, and then went behind disappointing goal to concede yep uh, yes and uh, no, but it wasn't a bad counter attack. To be fair, um, mm. the, the lad that Tom Lapsley tried to bring down, and had he brought him down, it would have been a yellow card and, and nothing more. Yeah. So you know, uh, and they went on a score. So you know, taking one for the team if he got if he'd made the contact, <laughs> um, but he didn't. He didn't. Uh, decent equaliser, nice yeah. delivery by Armani Little. Ben yeah. Winter got the slightest of yeah. I mean, I, I mean, obviously no one was there, so but I wasn't there, and I was watching the video, and I think you took it for granted from the commentators saying that Ben Winter or, or a talky player, and you can yeah. see that Ben Winter had got the contact on Armani's cross um, and put it in. Um, the the photo in the paper actually. Uh, the ball isn't in it, but 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 Ben certainly got his leg out in front of him, trying yeah. to try and obviously having touched the ball or not, as the case may be. But anyway, it's gone down as a Ben Winter goal, even if he got a touch or not. Um, it's like Eddie Kelly in the Arsenal Cup final, isn't that it? Just yeah. like that, just yeah. just like Eddie Kelly. Yeah, that sounds like a song. It does, doesn't just it? Like I'm not Eddie going to write it though. But um, yeah, so I mean, and then let's talk about the disallowed goal then that came in the ninety-second minute or yeah. thereabouts. Torquay had rallied. Torquay were, were back on, on top, top at that yeah. point. We were well on top yeah. at that point. And you did get the feeling as they were going forward then that they could win the game. Yeah. You know, it, was, it was Gary time. Torquay had a, a bit of wind in their sails. Wealdstone were camped in their own half. And Torquay duly came up with what looked like a terrific finish. Yeah. Conor Lim and Hay Evans ran the ball to the byline. Um, pulled the ball back. He's to the left of the goal. Pulls the ball back where Keelan O'Connell... It charges bang into in the, front yeah. of the goal and just leathers it into the back of the yeah, net. Yeah, absolutely. Looked a terrific goal. I mean, to be fair, it did look as if Connor had cut it fine on the byline. Well, but again, I, he struggled to really see on, 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 especially on the screen that I was watching on, which is not tiny, but it's not massive. It's not yeah. a TV screen. 
Um, it was difficult to see. I my my first original uh, thought was it was it was ruled out for offside, which I put in in the report. Um, uh, the the commentators that was their yeah. thought as well. So yeah. I, I thought... and, and 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 I basically said, well, it can't it couldn't have been offside because he dragged the ball yeah. back from the byline. So yeah. you know that's you can't be offside in that situation playing the ball backwards. I thought straight away that he'd, he'd cut it very fine to the line and right. I assumed that the referee disallowed the goal because it had gone over the goal. Right. But, as Gary points out, and, and you know, it, again, as we said at the top of the podcast, um, these are the decisions that cost you playoff places yeah, and absolutely. things like that. They're guessing. The officials are making an educated guess on the position of that ball because, as you say, they've got goalposts, goalkeeper, players in between them and the ball, mm. they can't have had a clear view. He cannot have had a clear view no. of that. Um, there is no goal, goal line technology in the National League. Thank you. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, and, but he cannot have seen it. So the referee... Um, so I don't... Do I blame the assistant for putting a flag up? I don't know. The referee should have overruled him. Um, there's, there's so much wrong with it. Yeah. Not least the fact that once the game was over and Gary went and knocked on the door, they wouldn't talk about it. <laughs> you can imagine. <laughs> you can imagine how that went, though, can't you? The referee yeah. is putting his feet up and having a cup of Earl Grey, and his fourth official comes up and says, um, uh, "Hang on a, a moment." So there's a Mr. Johnson outside. <laughs> would like a word with you. And, and not sure he's brought a Mr. Downs <laughs> with him as well. Yeah, um, and the referee is and, um, and a Mr. Birkinshaw who has a video. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I mean, it, it is there's kind of a culture, isn't there, that referees don't explain. There what is, done. and it's rubbish. It is, although if you've got a, a manager who doesn't have the self control of our Mr. Johnson, well, there is, but then it, you use your discretion, don't you? Yeah, which which they don't do at all. But this is so many times now. This in the last eight nine months since Ashton Gate, yeah, where you know Gary has said, "This has gone against us." I would like an explanation from the officials, and it ne it's never forthcoming. If Torquay were in the Premier League and that happened, and Frank Lampard was the manager, sorry, yeah. Gary, you've been you've been ousted for a minute for this scenario, they'd get an apology, which which Everton, Everton did, did, didn't they? This week, yes, yeah. But Gary is still waiting for a, a comment from the the the. the the um, the referee about the Ashton Gate thing. The by the way, he, he then got he, yeah. by the way he then got uh, promoted and is now a referee in the football league. Yeah. Um, you can ask you can ask for an apology all you like in this division, and it's not you might as well be asking for for gold tipped bananas. Absolutely, or the moon on a stick. The moon on a stick. I don't know where gold tipped bananas I, came I, from, no but idea. I quite like that. <laughs> so. It, it's, I mean, the whole thing hinges on that decision. Torquay are now... They're not out of touch. No, no, not, no. And, and let's get that fact in right now. Not Still out only nine points. It is. And, I mean, it's still this target that Gary set of two points a game. Have we dropped just under now? Only marginally. We've picked up 25, 20, 25 points from the last 13 games, which means we must beat Bromley... On to Saturday stay on track. to get it up to 26. Yeah. Um, it's 25 from 12, 26 from 13, whatever it is, we have to beat Bromley yeah. to get it back. Do you back remember the, the Krypton factor? <laughs> yeah, I was never any good at the Krypton factor. Sums. But um, yeah, I mean, it's not over. It's not out of reach by any means. Some One team always sneaks into the playoffs at the last uh, minute, absolutely. and it could well be us. Absolutely. And 
you know, does it does annoy you that we dropped some silly points this season, doesn't it? Um, yeah. I wouldn't have called that one a, a silly point drop because we should have won it. Should have won it. Um, uh, Barnett's two silly points dropped. Yeah. Uh, but then Boreham, uh, Boreham Wood is probably a point game. It probably is. So... Um, you know, these, you know, you can go over these scenarios forever and a day, can't you? At the end yeah. of the day, the, the, the results stand and that's where you are. It is. So there we go, onwards and upwards. And we're still on target. If they can win on Saturday, yeah. they're back on that line on the graph that Gary's got on a yeah. piece of paper somewhere in a porter cabin at Seal Hain. Yeah. Um, we call it the G number. Below. The G number. <laughs> the G unit. Um, yeah, let's see if we can stay on that. But Bromley, though, are going to be tougher than most yeah. of the teams who played recently. They However, they're, on a, they're not on a great run. They're, they're, they're they've not. had a few wobbles. They have. I, I had a little look at that before I came out. I just should have brought my glasses, really. Um, but, yeah, they won five on the trot, but they've had two defeats and a draw mm. the last three mm. outings. Uh, they're eighth at the moment. They have slipped a little bit. One outside the playoffs. One point yeah. right outside the playoffs. Yeah. So, eight points uh, above Torquay. They've got... Potent goal scorers. They've got Michael Cheek, who never actually does all that well against us. Shouldn't no. have said that. Shouldn't have said that. Shouldn't have said that. I'll remind you next week. Uh, and a lad called Jude Arthurs, who oh gets no. a lot of goals. It's a DPD van. The dogs are going to go wild. The dogs so if you hear the oh, actually, they're in with my mum, so they might not even know. Just hope he doesn't ring on just the door. Just don't mention it again. Yeah. yeah okay. Just, let's, uh, let's carry on. There were a couple more things I wanted to pick up from the Wealdstone game okay. before we move on to Bromley. Which, what, what, what thing is this then? The thing. The, the, thing. the substitution thing. Yeah. Um, talk, I mean, we've got Torquay pushing to draw the game, win the game, bring on Clyde Lollas, about mm-hmm. whom we talked quite a bit last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, he comes on. Gary's obviously given him a fairly detailed briefing. You've talked to Gary, I haven't, but he's probably given him a fairly detailed briefing about what he expects, what he wants, what he wants him to do. And for whatever reason, for 11 minutes, Clyde, he doesn't really do it. Um, so Gary wasn't sure if Danny Wright was going to be fit for most of the previous week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so they'd worked with Clyde basically as if he was going to be the starting striker. Um, and he knew what he was supposed to be doing. He, he, it was working in training. And then I don't know when it might, might have been Friday or whatever, Danny Wright suddenly... Is, is, is fine to play yeah. and it all changes um, <clears throat> but Clyde does know what he's supposed to be doing up front in that shape in that system in that format in those passages of play you know they go through it all quite intricately I, I imagine it's pretty specific it's not just like go on play, no. up, play up front no. see if you can get a goal which it would be if we were playing mm. in the park it's no, pretty it's, specific it, 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 I mean it's, it, they go into minutiae minutiae yeah minutiae um, you know if that player's if that particular player is doing this what what you're doing you know it's it's, it, it's quite complicated and, um, you know you do need to think, remember that some of these players are footballers and not bank managers but yeah. you know they are they are required to retain a lot of information, yeah. Um, which then they have to use um, and act upon when scenarios happen on the pitch. Um, so Gary Freeman, uh, uh, Danny Wright was, was done by the 55th minute. Um, mm. Gary Freeman, and then took him off 11 minutes later. Um, I thought he'd been <clears> sent <throat> off. I was watching, I had eyes <laughs> on two screens. I was watching a little bit of the rugby because at that point, Wales were staging a, a rousing comeback, which in, uh-huh. the, in the end came to nothing. Um, but and I looked up and I could see Clyde 
trudging disconsolately down the far touchline. I thought he's been sent off. Yeah, yeah. I thought, what's happened that I've missed? He's had a red card, but it wasn't. It was just that very unusual, probably not quite unique, but very unusual decision to substitute a substitute after 11 minutes. Well, Gary's reasoning to me, which in the interview that you've just heard, is uh, he forgot what he was supposed to be doing. Yeah. And if, if we were trying to win the game at the time trying to attack in the right way and he'd forgotten what he was supposed to be doing and uh, we needed to win the game. Yeah. So that was his reasoning. He did say that, that, that he apologised, that they, they gave themselves the week, weekend off, I think, uh, yeah. and then talked on Monday. He sat him down in front of the video um, and they watched it together. They watched the 11 minutes. Gary told him what he should have done, should have been doing, what he wasn't doing. Mm-hmm. And I think um, Clyde put up a defence that he would have got there had he stayed on the pitch. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that's, that's fine. But um, they, they, I think, you know, it was all amicable in the end. And uh, I wouldn't but, say they're the best of friends at the moment. These things take a little time, don't they? But um, he's certainly still in the squad. Clyde gets a goal against Bromley on Saturday. <coughs> They'll, um, that'll make up a lot for him. Well, you I, have to say that if he's on the pitch at any point in time, you would, you would hope he's, he's thinking about what he's supposed to be doing. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, if anything, that's going to that's gonna jolt you, isn't it? I think the club's handled it very publicly. The club's handled it very yeah. well this week. I yeah. mean, what Gary said to you, um, which is in the interview that's in the Herald Express this week as well, you know, that, that they love him as a person, but they just had that slight misunderstanding yeah. at the weekend. And the response, <clears throat> when we put that story up on our Devon Live website, the response from people has been really quite encouraging. People really want Clyde to succeed. Yeah. People were, you know, quite impressed with the way the club's handled it. That there, Somebody came on Facebook immediately after the game and said, well, I, I have it on good authority that Lolos has played his last game for the club. I know, and I saw that. Which and is I thought, absolutely what, rubbish. What good authority is that, though? Especially so, so soon after the game. Indeed. Um, so I think we can assume that he hasn't played his no. last game for the club. Um, <clears throat> and as I say, I think they've handled it well. We, we've always had this feeling since the beginning of last season. I mean, you spoke to the Argyle manager and we spoke to our colleagues down at Plymouth Evening Herald. Um, and everybody thinks there's a really good player in there. Yeah. Uh, and if Waiting there's, to get out. If there's yeah. a manager that can bring it out, it's Gary. Yeah. Um, although, although Ryan Law... Ryan Law... Well, what's the Argyle manager called? I haven't promoted Ryan Law. Ryan Taylor. No, no. no. (laughs) That's the city manager. This is just completely. I mean, this isn't this isn't a podcast about Plymouth or the previous Argyle manager before Mr. Schumacher. Yeah. um, Whose name we've now forgotten because he's gone. And the more we think about it, in while we're live on air here, the less we're going to get it. Yeah. Anyway, uh, he did say he 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 hoped he would be wrong, but he wasn't sure he would be. Remember that. Indeed. <clears throat> that was a long way round for... Uh... And one more thing from the Wilchston game. It was great to see Sean McDonald in the National yep. League Team of the Week. He made a couple of good saves again. He keeps he on making good saves, doesn't he? He does indeed. He's shot-stopping. I mean, I know that's a goalkeeper's trade, so they should all be good. Yeah, I once, I once said to, to John Turner in a press box, he's a good, he's a good shot-stopper. And he stared at me as if I was talking absolute trash. Yeah. Which what I else was. do you expect him to do? He said, what do you want a goalkeeper to be? First and foremost, what do you want a goalkeeper yeah. to be? Yeah. And if John says it, yeah. then yeah, he is the, uh, the doyen of goalkeepers, isn't he? But um, yeah, good to see that Sean is, um, is getting the recognition because he really has been a, a revelation mm. this season. Absolutely. He? So Bromley. Remember the Bromley contingent? Yeah. Susie uh, and Billy Idol and... 
and people like and all that. the Johns. Yeah, all this the, at the start of punk, the Bromley contingent were the um, the ones. Basically, the the group or gang that uh, punk sprang from in Britain. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. For not not New York Dolls, obviously, yeah. but. You know, I got a question right on University Challenge the other night, and the answer Wee. was the New York Dolls. Oh, well, I have, I'm, I'm catching up. I haven't got that. I haven't watched that one yet. Oh, well, so. no, I may have given that away for you. Oh, damn. Uh, Bromley, as we said, decent side. We have to win this game to get back on Gary's graph. We do. Um, the G line. The G line. Scrawled on the wall of the port cabin, as we yeah. mentioned earlier on. Um, they're a good side, Bromley. It's yeah. Boreham Wood again, isn't it? Really, they're both. They're much of a muchness. These two teams. Yeah, um, they're, they're going to be. They're going to be tough. Let's. There's no getting away from that. And if we, if we get a fourth draw in a row, Julian and Alex, if we get a fourth <laughs> draw in a row, you wouldn't. I mean, uh, unless it means we are ten points adrift yeah. or nine, eleven points adrift or whatever, then and it starts getting a bit worrying. Uh, a one-all draw away at Bromley earlier on in the season, you wouldn't have. Uh, sorry, at home. Uh, you wouldn't have, you wouldn't have laughed at. No, no, you wouldn't. But in the circumstances, <clears throat> we just need to up it a notch, don't we? Yeah, we do really we, need we, to we, up we, it a notch. We, we, we There'll be a bit crowd in there on Saturday because Bromley will bring a few. Yeah, my mate Paul in Paynton, who was on the committee at Bromley back in the was early eighties or something when they were floundering around in the. Kent Junior Miners. Yeah, or something well, they like might that. well have been. I went to Brom. First time I went. Well, the only time I've ever been to Bromley was. Um, <clears throat> when I was working for a non-league magazine in London and I went there to see them play Truro City in what I think was at the time the Premier Division of the Southern League. Really? Yeah. Okay. A um, lot of ex-Hammers fans go to Bromley. Yeah. I've said this before. They, the, the fans who got fed up with the, uh, the Premier Division and, and, and switched yeah. their allegiance to West Ham. Good side. Looking forward to that. Three o'clock kickoff at Playmore. There are yeah. a couple of things happening as well. Looking at the Talker United Twitter feed this week, they're looking to create a sea of yellow and blue, which okay. they will anyway. Yeah. But to see a sea of yellow and blue for Ukraine. Okay. Um, not sure how everybody feels about mixing politics and sport. I don't. Th- I think the two are inextricably linked these days. At the moment, they are. Yeah. Um, especially with the um, the Russian interests in our beloved game. Yeah. Well, that's unravelling as we speak, isn't yeah. it, with uh, Mr. Abramovich? But we can make a, albeit small but significant point on Saturday Absolutely. by creating a sea of yellow and blue at Plainmore. So let's get right behind that. And also, uh, International Women's Day is next Tuesday. Okay. And so the Torquay are, are making Saturday's game. Before anyone asks, oh, when's International Men's Day? There is one. Just look it up. Is there? Yeah. Is there one? Race. But International Women's Day, important thing, next Tuesday. And the women's team, another good win. Yes. Uh, at the weekend. They are flying, aren't they? They won 3 uh, 1 at Royal Wooden Bassett. Yeah, Wood, Royal Wooden Bassett Royal Town. Royal Wooden Bassett Town. So yeah, come on. the end of that. <laughs> Goals from Tracy Cross, Beth Everson, and Ellie Bishop. And no goal for uh, um, oh, names today. I tell you what, it's Covid fog. Apparently, apparently you can now suffer from COVID if you've never even caught it. Can you really? Yeah, because it's called COVID fog. My mum was telling me this morning. It's uh, it's it's all the worry and the stuff that's affected you. Um, I'm not sure about that, but um, anyway, that's what I'm going to blame the fact that I couldn't remember Esme's name. Just Esme. Esme. She's probably just got. It's her first game since she joined from Exeter. She scored seven in four. The first game since she's been back, she didn't score. However, I. 
Matt Green's match point in the paper does point out that she set up a couple of the goals. She's probably just got Esme written on the back of her shirt. Yeah, well, I hope anyway. so. Like yeah. Pele or yeah. Raul or something yeah. like that. It's just a one-word name. Um, but they're doing really well. We'll be talking to them again as the season goes on. They've got a massive cup final coming up next month. Yes, they have. Um, yeah. We'll it's be a doing a proper game. big preview yeah. on that one because that's going to be quite something. Um, I just, just apropos of nothing in particular, I looked up the Devon Bowl, by the way, Buckland, in the semi-finals of the Devon Bowl. Mm-hmm. According to Buckland's fixtures, they're away at Biddeford on March the 22nd. That must be the Devon Bowl because they're not in the same division. Yeah, no, that, that's the Devon Bowl then. Yeah. Um, and that is also a winnable game at the moment. Uh, yeah. not, to, uh, not to understate uh, Biddeford too much, who are in uh, two divisions above because they're in the, the Premier Division South. No, they're not. They're one division above. They're in Division 1 South of the Southern yeah. League. Um, but they're struggling. Um, so there's a, a good game to be yeah. uh, to be watched. Interesting, there's the Scott Piper and Alex Moyes are at Biddeford. Yeah. So yeah. I wonder if they'll be able Scott to play. Scott Piper's just gone up there. Yeah, he? from, from yeah. Willand. Um, I wonder if they'll be able to play. I'm not sure. I wonder what will become of, the, of these lads who are out on loan. You know, you've got Piper and Moyes, both of whom we really like the look of in yeah. the season. Yeah. Moyes, I thought, was particularly eye-catching. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, Moyes, Moyes had a really good run at, at Tiverton, left Tiverton not because of uh, performances, more to do with agreements about uh, the loan. Yeah. Uh, went straight to Biddeford. So, yeah, it's interesting. I, I need to speak to Sean Joyce about those two, actually, uh, which, I'll, which I'll try and do on... <clears throat> next Wednesday morning when I when I ring him, um, yeah. But I mean, you've got and you've got players like JJ, you've got Louis, you've got Olaf. Yeah. Players who are kind of right on the fringes of the first. Olaf team at squad. Dorchester, of course, he was at Tiverton as well. Olaf at yeah. Dorchester, JJ, JJ's at Biddeford as well. Yeah. Oh no, Louis Slough's at Biddeford as well. JJ's gone. Okay. JJ uh, played for the other day. Where did I see he turned up? I think that might have been. Well, he, he has played for, for Buckland during yeah, this season. Yeah. Um, I saw his name on a, another team sheet we somewhere. We should prepare these podcasts well, beforehand, shouldn't well, what's we? What's the really? point in that? Off, off the cuff <laughs> podcasts, these are. Um, yeah, so, uh, Louis, so there's three players at, at Biddeford Louis Slough, yeah. um, Alex Moyes, and Scott Piper. Piper yeah. And Olaf at Dorchester. And Olaf at Dorchester. It'll be interesting to see if there comes a point where. Playoffs are not a realistic prospect for Torquay. Whether Gary brings some of them back and starts to get them into the team, well, I, th- I, I certainly think that Alice Moyes and Scott Piper will get another season because they yeah. they are first year pros, and you normally get two seasons as a as a first and second year pro. You do. You do. <clears throat> I'm not won't. sure about the others if they haven't broken into the team by the end of the season, uh, which doesn't look like it's going to happen at the moment. It doesn't. Um, the non-league paper which we mentioned just now thanks very much to Julian again for sending me a cutting from the non-league <coughs> paper Mike Trebilcock who played for 20 oh, yes. uh back in 72 was it I think around then wouldn't it yeah. really interesting piece on him in the non-league paper didn't realise he's a life vice president at Tavistock is he? because he started he's born in Gunners Lake and he started right, yep. at Tavistock um, so he's quite interesting they're chatting about the Brixham game the, um, oh, the yes. FA Bars game yeah, where the Tavistock, famous one yeah, you were at uh, Tavistock absolutely battered Brixham that day but were uh, ruled out because of kicked off kicked out yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah Mike Trebilcock is still you know active in local football it's a really nice piece in the non-league paper if you well our, our friend Stuart James is, a, is, is now on the board of, of Tavistock as well is he I didn't yeah. know that Oh, is he really? Taking a bit of interest more than his writing to uh, yeah. actually step onto the board, I think. So, yeah. 
and they're um, they're still going really well this season. They've just they've just taken well they've just taken Harry Lee on on yeah. loan from Exeter City. Now Harry Lee is a sixteen year old goalkeeper who was uh, on the bench at the oh, start of the season. He's decent, isn't he? Yeah, he was on the bench at the start of the season to Cameron Dawson being the first uh, team stri- uh, goalkeeper on loan. So he's he's been at Dorchester um, with with Olaf. On loan. Um, I note now that he's gone to Tavistock this week. Yeah. He's 16. <clears throat> my, my, my little anecdote about Harry Lee is that, let's say it was five, six years ago or whenever, I, I was taking photos at the Torbay uh, and District Primary Schools finals at yeah. Playmore, which are always held at Playmore, and there's hundreds of games going on. And I kept on noticing this is one huge goalkeeper <laughs> who looked about 16 then. Yeah playing for a primary school team and uh, had a chat with someone about him and it turned out that he was already on Exodus books. Yeah. And of course, five years later, he's... Uh, he's good keeper, he, he, isn't Yeah, it? he's looking very good. People do from speak Torbay, very highly of From him. Torbay. Yeah. Another he's one we missed keeper. out on. The one, another one that got away. Yeah. Before we go, do you know it's National Book Day today? Is it today? It's Is National it? Book Day today. That's why the streets were full <clears> this morning of children going to school dressed as... Characters from Frozen or Harry Potter or something they like that. They need more imagination, don't they? They do a bit. They do a bit. I, I'd like to see children walking walking to school dressed as characters from Catch-22. <laughs> You're sorry from Catch-22. <laughs> or is it Major, 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 Major? Yeah. <laughs> but that, which leads me on to just a little thing to leave with, and people can do this out there as well. Somebody said on Twitter this morning, we should all spend the day dressed as a character from the book that we're reading at the moment. What are you reading at the moment? Put you on the spot here. Well, not famous uh, five or anything. Uh, only because of my OU. I'm reading OU textbooks at the moment. Okay. Um, the so last, you, the last, the last assignment I did w- 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 was was kind of praising a docu a primary document uh, and its worth, and it was about a um, a well-to-do lady sheep farmer in New Zealand in 1870s. There's a costume for you. Yeah, I'll, I'll okay. take that. Yeah. So you're going. You're going to spend the rest of the day as a well-to-do lady sheep farmer from New Zealand uh, in the well, 1870s. English, English a set, okay. settler. So, yeah. so it's kind of a, one of the first uh, settlers. So New Zealand was settled quite late. Ah, right. Me, I'm reading a book by Ned Bolting at the moment. Okay. A brilliant book about darts. Okay. Um, we, so you're going to dress up as a dart? I'm, well, no, I thought I might, <laughs> uh, I might shave my head, put a green shirt on and be Michael Van Gerwen uh, for the rest there we of go. the day. Okay. But uh, just to recommend, if anybody is short of reading matter, it's called Heart of Darkness by Ned Bolting and it's brilliant. And, and mine is called... Uh, no, I'm not even going to go there. <laughs> There you go. World Book Day. We've talked about gold tip bananas. We've talked about Clyde Lolos. Um, we're really looking forward to the Bromley game on Saturday, aren't we? We are. It's yeah. Be a good one. Yeah. Uh, be nice to see you there. Anybody uh, got anything to say about the podcast? Things you like, things you don't like, things we should be doing, things we shouldn't be doing. Come yeah, up and say hello. There's a lot of that. <laughs> yeah, it's always nice. Should we research <clears throat> these things better? No, because we have no idea what we're going to be talking exactly. about. Exactly. Yeah, that's the point. Um, yeah. We have scribbled notes that really don't mean very much. And uh, we leave plenty of hanging facts out there. And that's so, the way we uh, like it. That's the way, indeed. Which brings us to a song. Uh, which we That's the way. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> Listen, we finished with this. Do, do, do I do the Casey and the Sunshine Band version or the Dead or Alive version? Oh, Casey and the Sunshine okay. Band. Okay. Always, always. No, there's no day that isn't improved by listening to Casey and the Sunshine <laughs> Band. And on that happy note, we'll see you next week. We'll see you at Plainmore on Saturday. And we finish, as ever, with.
Come, Come on, on you yellows. yellows. I think we got it that time. <laughs>